Hi, welcome to Two of Twelve, the podcast where we talk about believing for the impossible, hearing God in the midst of process, sharing stories of breakthrough as we walk into the fullness of what He's promised. Join us as we journey together into all that God has. Wow, what a journey it has been to today. Realize it's been 18 months. A minute. A minute <laughs> since we've, we've done this podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm Jared. This is Lee. And it has been um, a lot going on the last year and a half. And wow, we are just so honored to be back with you today and bring you in kind of a snapshot of what's been going on. And whew, we have we have dug a very, very deep well in this season, last yeah. season, and God is, is filling us up again. Yeah. So we're going to talk to you about that today. So that uh, moving forward, we are absolutely going to be putting more episodes out because that's an act of obedience on our part. Amen. It's good. Yeah. So yeah, what have we learned and what have we seen in the journey over the last 18 months to today? Will you give us some snapshots? Well, the last, yeah, the last 18 months, we have absolutely been in the middle of what I would call process. Um that is was the name of the season the last 18 months, I would say, process. Um, and that's so important. And we've been learning, <clears throat> excuse me, the value of process. And man, process is sometimes not very fun. Yeah. And people have been continuing to say to us over the, the last 18 months. And this when I say 18 months, it was up to about two months ago, actually, mm-hmm. that the season changed for us. But in those 18 months, people are like, you've just got to trust the process. And every time I heard that, I something happened inside of me <laughs> because we were in a process season. I'm like, don't say that again. I'm, I'm sure the Israelites probably felt the same way. I'm sure they did. Like, can we just go back to Egypt? I think actually it says that in scripture <laughs> many times. <laughs> Oh well, wow. so what have you what do you think you've learned in in just this year of process? I've learned that you know that that there that there's blessings. That there's blessings versus overarching tensions about not being where we should. So I know that there's blessings, but then there's this tension about, well, this isn't what I thought life was going to look like. And now in a in a post-COVID life, I think so many people think this is not what life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have lost jobs. Families have all, you know, a lot of different opinions, friends, different opinions. Life is just not what it used to be, right? Um, so there's been a tension in that, like we are not where we should be but also knowing that there's a lot of blessings that we've received over these 18 months as well. Hmm. What are some of those blessings that you would say? Yeah, that's absolutely it's a good good perspective. I, I think some of the things that I've wrestled with is I didn't sign up for this. Oh, yeah. Oof, that's a big one for me. It's God has spoken these things and we've heard these promises, but I didn't sign up for the process. I signed up for the, the promise. promise. Yeah, I the good stuff. I, I'm here to show up at the buffet with a spoon and <laughs> eat my way through it versus having to go hunt and kill and all of these things. And 
and work. I want to be on the receiving side of grace, not the proactive side of it. I want the reward. Exactly. And I think we are supposed to have the reward. 100%. I agree with you. 100%. But to get to the reward, we've got some work to do. Yeah. And so I would say this season, God has really taught me about going back to the garden. And in Genesis, it talks after God had rested on the seventh day, he was making Adam. And it says he looked for someone to help work the land. Mm -hmm. And I always assumed the garden was this lush, topiary place. But the more I've studied it, it was a pretty wild place. Wild. Untamed, not like the putt-putt course down the street or that <laughs> highly cultivated friend's garden, right? That everyone takes pictures of. It has like a path and it's on a magazine cover or like... Better you know, homes and gardens. Exactly. It's that garden. And it was a wild place. And, um, you know, part of it is how I was raised. Part of it is what I've seen in culture and really wrestled with blessing and provision versus our role and participation. And so mm -hmm. I think God has really shown me personally and us, you know, I know it's a, a shared word for us is really how to co-labor with God and going from this independent place to interdependence, which is between us and God to a place of intra-dependence that's a with God where we're fully dependent and fully reliant and so um, these are just some of the, the things that we have learned to take ownership of, um, things in our own heart that God has allowed for us to steward um, and bring you know, us into a place of healing and freedom from these mindsets at the, the body level and also at the spirit level. And we can unpack that, but our, we're, we're spirit beings and we have a soul and then we have a, a body and our spirit is eternal. Right. Our, our soul is kind of our belief structure values and our body is the vehicle in which we interact with the world today. And so I think our souls in some ways have have had to get some repair the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we've gone deeper. We've gone deeper in what I would like to call our freedom journey. I think as we mentioned in our episode many months ago, <laughs> um, you know, we had been on a, a path of of seeking out all the freedom that God has from us for us. And we've just gone, we've gone deeper into that. So whereas several years ago, I believe I got set free from a critical spirit, spirit of judgment, comparison, there's always deeper places to go. And as new things have come up, I feel like the enemy just knows how to get at us. So I'll try as new problems present themselves, you know, things like that, he'll use his old tactics. But what has happened to us is we've realized we need to go deeper in some of those things that we needed freedom from, like that critical spirit, the judgmental spirit comparison as well, um, and really breaking free from a lack mentality. Both you and I grew up in, in middle income family homes mm -hmm. and there was enough, but there wasn't enough, right? And mm -hmm. so generationally, we've walked around with this mentality of not just financially, but everything. There's been this sense of lack. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's enough now, maybe, but there might not be. Right, or it belongs to someone else, or only so many people get this, or this right. subset, or this group. And, well, I mean, since we've talked, um, goodness, Lee and I have gone through a financial journey <laughs> ups and downs, um, ups and downs, and and lefts and rights. I mean, for a season we were on paid family leave. 
we stepped into unemployment and we were receiving benefits during that, lost jobs and really dealt with depression, dealt with anxieties, fears. And um, God has just shown us that his heart is to prosper his sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. And it's not this name it, claim it mentality where we don't have to work and we can just sit back and receive God blessings. I believe there are some that he just gives us inherently, but he's really looking like the garden for those who actually can steward what he's given um, and work the land together. And so what are some of the practicals that, um, you know, we've developed over this last 18 months to stay with these things and with God in front of us and stay thinking and remembering what he's done? Good question. I'm sure anyone listening to this is thinking, you know, yeah, I deal with that as far as critical or judgment or yeah, comparison or, or lack at times or fill in the blank with the thing that it is that you deal with. Um, but what we've come to recognize is the need to, as it says in Deuteronomy 6, um, it says, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And, and that scripture reference is all about coming from a place of remembrance. The, I'd say in, in the last six months in particular, we have recounted time and time again of what the Lord has really done in our lives and what he has brought us through triumphantly and set us free from. And when we remember and we come from a place of remembrance, then when those things creep up, like those that, you know, say a critical spirit, we check it. We check it at, at the at the thought level and it doesn't mm-hmm. go any deeper. We really do. We've been Um, You asked what a practical was, taking our thoughts captive. And I feel like a lot of people are like, well, how do you do that? And we have this phrase around here. I don't know if we want to necessarily say it, but we we like kill the thought. Yeah. Literally kill the thought um, because it it cannot linger anymore. It's got to go and we smash it. We, we, We kill it. Sure. Um, so. Yeah, I think the adage is we don't negotiate with with terrorists. We don't negotiate with terrorists. And a, yeah. and a thought that comes against the will, promise, and provision of God in our life is a terrorist thought. Right. It is coming to destroy. It's coming to rob right. and pillage and take. You know, it says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The thought, the very thought level can rob us from these 100%. things. It can rob us from blessings. It can be... Um, in Song of Songs, there's little foxes that eat our vineyards and just eat the choice fruits. And I don't believe that's God's heart is for those things to come in. And so, um, yeah, I just encourage you guys, you're listening to this, like at the thought level is where God can bring healing and restoration. And so, um, man, just over the last 18 months, some of the amazing things we've we've gone through and just walked through, and we'll just give you kind of a rapid fire as we finished an incredible church planning school with our church, All People's Church here in San Diego. And um, during the intensive, we were given a word um, by a gentleman named Trey Green. And yeah, shout out to Trey Green. Hey, Trey. Um, but the in the church planning intensive, he gave us this word um, about God hemis, hemming us in from before and behind. And as we've looked at all the directions to go, God was actually leading us deeper and a prayer Lee and I had prayed several years ago was this prayer of obscurity. And it's often funny how God likes to answer 
these prayers that we pray, you know, make us like Jesus and do all these things. And he's like, I heard that. (laughs) I heard that prayer. And so as we prayed this prayer, he was literally leading us to a place, a deep, deep place with him. And um, I was actually sharing with some friends earlier today that he's actually been making us an iceberg. And, you know, we're 85, 90% of the mass is below the water and a little bit sticking out. And so in that, um, yeah, we just had some really sweet friends we've gotten to walk with over the years. Our dear friend, Ryan and Laura, um, they're just treasures of ours. Our, we worked with them. I worked, we well, worked I guess I did too. We you, both you did. We both worked with them. Yeah, but I've grown up with Ryan yeah. and just high admiration for both of those and seeing them being willing to just muck it out with us yeah. in, in a, a unhealthy or healthy place we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, learning to Sabbath. That's a big one. Yeah. Learning to rest and trusting God. Um from a place of rest. And so like ephemeralization says, do more with less and you reach this peak efficiency. And I believe God is asking us to do more from from a place, do more with less from a place of rest. And that's mm-hmm. what we get to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, another couple of things is we prayed for revival in our old neighborhood and we were able to hand off the home we were living in for a number of years. And um, throughout COVID and a little bit after, we met a hundred of our neighbors and so over that by name. season, we got to pray for yeah. them by name um, and then really just learned um, just deep tenets of worship and praise and how everything we did when God was calling the Israelites to worship, it was worship and work were one and the same. Mm-hmm. And so as we've stepped into this season, learning that we actually are employees of the Lord, as silly <laughs> as that sounds, and we have our own business and we have clients and these different people, but we actually work for God, for God. first and foremost. Yep. So. Um, he writes our checks. Yeah, he writes our checks. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've continued to counsel people as well. Absolutely. Um, and do inner healing with people as far as well as counsel people, I'd say, even on their business, right? We work with people who have businesses and we find that a lot of people need to be counseled in their business as far as what their thought life is like mm-hmm. and how to set goals and how to actually have the faith to see those goals come to pass. So we, yeah, we continued with that. And um, yeah. And then we moved out of our house, like you said, and into a sprinter van yes. for, for two months. Jared joked around earlier. He's like, it's kind of like our exodus. It was our exodus. <laughs> but then we came back to San Diego. We're back here now. And we're in a season of preparing to move. Mm-hmm. again, um, across the world this time. And so we are in a waiting period in, in that regards, but we're also now in a different season. We'll tell you the name of that season here in a couple minutes, but, um, yeah, the sprinter van was awesome. If was. you haven't, if it you was. haven't done sprinter van life, do it. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, Jared, what would you say? Um, you know, what, where, where do you, where are you today? Yeah, where am I today? Good question. Um, we're learning to walk things out. Mm-hmm. And uh, God's really been speaking to me about thresholds. And I have a very high threshold for performance and execution. And coming from a corporate career, um, things really didn't matter unless they, quote, move the needle. And in these companies, that was a very big needle to move. And mm-hmm. it took a lot to move it. Um, in this season, God is just speaking to me about simple obedience. Yeah. And... Um, you know, shout out again to Trey, but he said an obedient nap moves the kingdom further and forward faster 
um, than you doing anything, even sharing the gospel in your own strength. And actually the other day I took a nap and I woke up. And you don't nap. I don't nap. Y'all, I don't, I don't nap at all, but I woke (laughs) up from that nap with the greatest sense of clarity and understanding and a place of revelation that I've been contending for with the Lord. And I was able to actually walk into that, um, throughout the day. So, um, learning like simple stewardship in that, um, and really the power of faith, um, in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, it talks about the sin that so easily entangles. This is a big one. And this really, really kind of messed me up several weeks ago. That sin that so easily entangles is the sin of doubt and the sin of unbelief. Just pause there for a minute. Yeah, say la. The sin of doubt and unbelief. And unbelief. I always thought that it was the sin that so easily entangle, tangles, I always, my mind went to like, you know, the Ten Commandments. Right, those or something just, you big, know, like, like murder. You didn't right, kill somebody you today. You know, it stealing. You know, that's the sin. Lying. You know, the things that we think of when we think of sin. But when you, in your research, said it's the doubt of, just doubt and it's belief. doubt and unbelief. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's actually the core of every sin. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about any sin that I had just mentioned previously, that all they all start with doubt and unbelief. Every single one. So what have we been doing with doubt and unbelief? Yeah, we, we've learned that fear is actually the, the counter spirit to doubt and unbelief. Mm-hmm. And so as we are taking these things that God's spoken, the promises for our lives, our family, our business, our dreams, um, and Nehemiah and both um, Moses and Abraham also remind God of who he is. But in a, a byproduct, we're actually reminding ourselves. And so we don't have a forgetting problem. We have a remembering Memory. problem. And right. so, you know, practically what that looks like is we have a whiteboard in front of our bed and we write the promises of God. We write the miracles. We write the testimony in front of us. So the first thing we're met with is faith. And as faith stirs in us, we start to think like faith. We start to operate in faith and we take these steps of faith that lead us into where we are today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it goes back to those Israelites, you know, when those spies, when they were supposed to go take the land, right? They, they It's this, like, you can't just speak to it or about it. You have to go do it. And that requires a faith that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And if doubt and unbelief come in, you've got to push them aside. You've got to work through that with the Lord so then you can actually go take it. And don't just keep talking about it. I think for a long time in those 18 months, we talked about it. Absolutely. We thought about it. Great concepts. Great concepts. But it wasn't actually until about two months ago Mm -hmm. when we had a very trying time occur that we were able to stop talking about it and begin to take action. Yeah. And so it, it goes back, you were saying about the the land, God says, take the land I've promised you. And that people are like, well, but there's giants there. He's like, yeah, take the land. He's like, well, can, can you give it to us? It's like, <laughs> just go ahead and take the land. And so I think in this season, we are learning to take the land um, through faith, through practicals, um, through reminding ourselves of who God is and what he's done. And that's what we'll be unpacking in our next episode. Absolutely. So Some of those triggers and yeah. where we are today. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, so stay tuned. We're excited to chat with you and be talking more regularly here on the podcast because we love bringing the content that God has placed on our hearts to all of you. And it's just really fun. Yeah. yeah. So be blessed. Thank you for your uh, your time in listening today. And we just 
believe that as we un- unravel these things that God's been speaking, that it will just bring encouragement and uplifting your faith as well, wherever you are in the journey. So be blessed. Thanks for joining us on the 2 of 12 podcast. You can find more info about what we do at 2of12.com. Here's to your journey as you believe for and step into all that God has.